Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, Today's episode is about manipulation. I'm going to give you three signs that you're being manipulated, um, three factors that are involved in manipulation, and also three things you can do about manipulation, what to do when you're being manipulated. So I was reading this article from Time magazine, and this therapist in the article, um, her name is Sherry Steins, and she talks about these three factors and these three coping mechanisms. And not necessarily coping mechanisms, but more of an action plan in terms of how do I become the man who doesn't allow manipulation to enter my life? And this is what happens often as far as what I see and have experienced over the past almost three years now working with just men. When men are manipulated, they'll come to me and tell me, oh, well, she's she's crazy. You know, like she's always been a crazy drama queen or she's always been, you know, she's bipolar in her family. So she's probably bipolar or she's a narcissist. You know, it's crazy. Like I'm, I'm looking online and all the signs are there of like her being a narcissist because this and that. And it's, it usually just ties back to them being manipulated in some way and not knowing what to do about it. And what happens when you don't know what to do about something or you don't look into it and you don't understand it from your, um, from, you know, the part of what you can control, you often tend to put more blame on the person that's um, treating you that way. So for example, what I mean by that long sentence (laughs) was that if you label her a narcissist, just based on your assumption, because you saw a YouTube video, then you're going to look at her and say, all right, well, she's the narcissist. You know, that's just how she is. And that's why this behavior is here. And like, you know, you just, you allow it in that instance. You allow it because you're not looking at what you can control. You're looking at, she, well, she's crazy. And then you're validating the experience just by stating that you have an assumption and it makes sense to you. But you want to go a little further than that. And what I mean is looking at the behavior because there is manipulation in almost every single relationship, whether it's intentional or not, there's manipulation in some way because There are certain things that we know we can get away with with our partner or we know we can talk them into or we know, and I'm saying men and women, um, we do this. We find our partner's weaknesses or we find their soft spots and we use a form of manipulation to get them to do something and, and, um, I mean, you can call it persuasion, but often it does come out as manipulation and the three signs that Sherry talks about uh, Steins talks about in uh, the article was uh, guilt, fear, and obligation. So if you feel um, scared into do something, if you feel guilted into do something, your partner is making you feel guilty about it. So you're like, okay, I'll do it. Or if you feel obligated, like you must do this, and neither of these feelings feel right in your gut 
which they probably won't if it's intentional manipulation, right? If you're feeling afraid, if you're feeling guilty, if you're feeling like obligated, um, then it's, it, there's often some pressure there. And what you want to be aware of are these three factors and how often you're experiencing them and how you're currently reacting to them. Because if you're in a relationship, even with a narcissist, you know, like you can label her all you want, but at the end of the day, what are you doing yourself to no longer allow her behavior or the actions to make you feel like you're not making choices coming from yourself? You're making choices feeling like you, you have to because you're being psychologically tricked into doing certain things that in your gut just don't feel right. Okay. And like I said, you get to the point where you put a label on someone and you blame her and say, well, she's a narc. And then you just keep living life the same way and you keep taking it. And real men don't take it. And that's what I want to talk about today. The three ways of handling this. Okay. But because if you're just living your life, being manipulated and complaining about it or getting angry about it or making excuses for it, using it as an excuse it's not going to change. The only thing that's going to make that behavior change based on the way you are being treated is when you step up and you come up with a game plan and you change your reaction. If you don't change your reaction, it's going to keep going because this person has trained you to feed into the the manipulation. Right? So these are the three... Um, the three ways that Stein says you should deal with manipulation. So when you're being manipulated, the first one is observe, don't absorb. Observe, don't absorb. So what does this mean? This means don't always take it so personally. You know, just stand back a little bit. And instead of keeping yourself in the emotional loop of it all, just step back and say, all right, if this was someone else, being treated this way, how would I see it? Try to really make yourself, pull yourself on the outside and act as though you're looking in to this situation and viewing it from you being a different person or imagining another couple going through the same thing, right? There's different ways of doing this, but just pull yourself out of the personal situation of it. Pull yourself out of the emotions as much as you can and ask yourself, all right, if this is my if this is my buddy and he came to me and told me this was happening in his relationship, what would my response be to him? And that's a great way to gain a new perspective is, you know, what would you tell your best friend? And this one's used a lot in psychology. What would you tell a loved one if they were dealing with the same thing you're dealing with? What would you tell them to do? You know, if you have a sister, if you have a younger brother, what would you, what if they came to you and told you they were being treated, they were being manipulated by their significant other and they told you this? What would you do? Would you say, ah, just put up with it? What would you tell them? So observing is a good way of, I mean, observing and not, and not absorbing it means don't take it in. Don't always let it affect you emotionally. Find something to change that behavior, okay? And leading into the second point, something you could do to change that behavior is establish and maintain boundaries. This is something I talk about nonstop uh, with with men that I coach one-on-one. So my one-on-one clients 
are always dealing with some sort of boundary issue, as many of us do. And maintaining boundaries is the hardest part. And I always say this, you know, you can set boundaries, but then keeping them and holding yourself to them and holding your partner to them is a whole nother level, right? And what that means is simply saying something like, if, if you continue talking to me that way, I'm going to leave the room. So it's allowing that person to continue and giving them freedom. I talked about this in another podcast, but, but you're not going, you're stating that you're not going to be there if they continue that behavior. Okay. So if you're being guilted and you call out that guilt and call out why you're feeling guilty, then you could say, I, I am feeling constantly guilt tripped, especially right now. I feel guilty because, um, this is not what I want to be doing today. Like I told you I had, I had this work obligation I had to, I had to do, and I want you to respect that. And, you know, if I continue to be, to be guilted into doing things that, you know, are not priority for me, I'm, I'm going to have to work from the office again, um, So it's kind of like you're giving some sort of um, escape for yourself and also telling them, you know, like if this continues, you can, you can continue it. Like you can guilt trip me, but when you do that again, I'm going to leave and go to the office. It's probably a better way of saying it because once again, you're giving them freedom. Like if this happens again, like you can do it, but if it happens, I'm going to do this. And it's taking back control over your actions. It's putting yourself in the place of, okay, what can I control based on me being in this situation of manipulation? Instead of just throwing the label, taking the easy way out, saying, ah, they're crazy. You're crazy for putting up with this shit. (laughs) Like, you know, too many people just throw the label because it's an easy excuse. It's an easy excuse for, for you to be like, well, I'm normal at least I'm normal. They're not like, they're crazy. She gets crazy. I love her, but she's crazy. Or, you know, I love her, but she can be a real, you know, bitch to me sometimes if she doesn't get her way. And you guys feel that way, but you allow it to happen and it works for her. You know, like she, she gets what her, if she gets what she wants by manipulating you, guess what? She's going to keep manipulating you until you do something about it. So Boundaries are a great way to do that. And they they range, right? It depends on your situation. But it's so important to establish boundaries with not only your significant other, but with your kids, with your neighbors, with your friends, you know, with your parents. There need to be there need to be boundaries. You need them. Doesn't matter if you love the person, hate the person, don't know the person. Like there needs to be boundaries always between you and other people. It doesn't mean it's not a bad thing. You know, it's not like shutting people out from your life. It's just giving your giving yourself the space that you need to be to feel your best and act your best. All right. And then the last one, number three, how to deal with um, with manipulation, how to handle it, is delay your response. So this is all about giving yourself some time to think. Delay your response, meaning 
okay, like I'm getting an idea, I'm getting a feeling that I'm being manipulated and I'm not going to blame her right away and say that she's manipulating me. You know, it's not always even about calling her out in the moment and saying, you're manipulating me right now because nobody wants that. And that's usually where we tend to go, you know, (laughs) and we put people in the defensive zone whenever we do that and it shuts off their listening. So when you say something, and I always tell my clients, don't do this. Don't, don't label someone to their face or tell them what they're doing. All right? You don't want to say, you're manipulating my, me right now. You're blah, blah, blah. You're doing this. Stop doing this. You always do this. Like, no one's going to sit there and listen to you and say, oh, you're right. I always do that. I'm so sorry. Like, if you're showing anger and any form of aggression or, or using... Uh, body language that's coming across all like upset. You know, no one responds for the most part. No one's going to respond calmly and rationally to that. They're going to get emotional. They're going to feel like the the need to defend themselves because they're being called out on something. And you're going to get back a negative reaction that you don't want. And then the conversation is going to go nowhere, right? So delay your response. Don't freak out. And when you feel like you're being manipulated, say, why do you always do this? Or you need to stop fucking doing this, especially the cursing. And I've been uh, telling my my clients this all the time, especially a couple of clients of mine, I have a habit of cursing, and I say women will shut off emotionally when you curse. You can't you can't curse. It's a it's a threatening. Um, it puts her in a threatening environment, right? If you're angry and cursing and looking at her and using body language to match those curse words, no, no, no. She's gonna you lost her. You lost her. You're gonna get nothing. Okay, so. So delaying your response is simply just holding back, maybe removing yourself from the environment, um, giving yourself some time to think. Maybe it's more questionable. Maybe you're like, hmm, I'm not sure if I like how I feel about this. My gut doesn't feel good about it. Um, I did tell her this and now she's saying, you know, I need to do this thing, which just, you know, that doesn't feel right to me. If something doesn't feel right, that feeling is there for a reason. Your gut is, your gut is almost always right. You know, if you have that weird feeling inside where you're like, uh, I don't know, like, why is, why am I always feeling this way when she says that type of thing or relates this to that? And just give yourself some time to put some puzzles pieces together. You know, and this doesn't mean analyze every single thing. It means whenever there's a habit or a pattern of you wanting to do something and then her talking you into doing something else and you constantly see it and it's done in one kind of way or maybe she's really sweet, or maybe she threatens you, or like in a subtle way, you know, like there's, there's a lot of, you'll see the pattern, the more aware of it you are. So the more aware of it you'll be when you start observing instead of absorbing, right? The more aware of it you'll be when you set boundaries. And the more aware of it you'll be when you delay your response. So by having these reactions to manipulation, then that means that you're no longer accepting it and you're showing her that you no longer accept it. And when someone sees you're no longer accepting the way they've been treating you for so long, guess what? They may get pissed. Okay. You may not get like this lovey dovey response of like, Oh, you don't want me to manipulate you anymore. Uh, Yay. (laughs) First of all, she probably doesn't know she's manipulating you. Um, it's, it's probably just a pattern that she's used for so long. Maybe even saw her parents use it and then she caught on to it. Um, and men too, men do this too, but I'm just speaking with you guys as if you have a female, uh, manipulative partner. So 
so yeah, you're you're getting an idea of, okay, am I being manipulated and what am I doing to control, to take control over my own life so that I no longer allow manipulation? And that's what this is all about. It's not to say that, um, you know, I everyone, almost everyone falls into uh, manipulative tendencies here and there, right? We, like I said, we manipulate because we really want something. And it's really important to us, but we're not thinking enough about our partner and we're not looking at it from their perspective. And we'll say something to maybe be like, well, I did this for you last week. You can't do this for me. And meanwhile, they had another priority. We knew that, you know, we knew that it would be really hard for them to follow through with this because of A, B, and C, but we really wanted what we wanted. So we found a way to make it make sense and make them feel bad about not doing it. Like, and you may find yourself being the manipulator. And if that's the case, you know, take all of these, listen to this podcast again and ask yourself, all right, am I ever instilling fear in my partner in order to get her to do something? Am I ever guilting my partner so that she'll do something for me? Am I ever making my partner feel obligated to do something that really doesn't need to be done? It's just that I really want it to be done. Think about that now and next time, you know, even if you catch yourself doing it in your relationship and you feel like you have been manipulative lately, um, maybe you had an experience where you feel like you manipulated her, call it out and just apologize for it. I think that's the most beautiful thing when couples can just be like, wow, uh, you know what? The other day I realized that I did this and I said it this way and that probably, that could have made you feel guilty. I just wanted to say sorry for that. I really you know, was just in this desperate, um, in this desperate, stressed out energy that day. And I really wanted that thing to be done and I shouldn't have put you in that position. So I'm sorry. I love you. I'm, I'm going to try my best not to do that again. You know, just a simple, sorry, especially for women, like goes a long way. Oh my God. When guys come back and they say they apologize for something that they caught themselves and take ownership on it. Um, it's, it's so sexy and it's so, Oh, it just feels really good. It's just like, wow, that's a man like owning his shit. And, you know, that's that's what makes you emotionally strong is catching what you're allowing or what you're doing. And, you know, even if like like I said, like even if you're on the opposite side of things and you're the one being manipulated, it's it's good to have a conversation where you feel that way. But um, but don't call it out in the moment. Like I said, you know, delay your response Take some time. Um, try to pull back if in the moment you're getting aggravated or, you know, you realize you're uncomfortable or whatever she's asking or pleading for doesn't feel good in your gut. Just put it off and say, I'll think about it. I'm going to think about it. And then go and see if you really can do it, you know? Um, so it's I, it's also important, like I said, to have conversations if you do feel like manipulation has has been in the relationship or you're um, seeing it that way, it's good to have a discussion, but most likely not in the moment when you're feeling manipulated. Because like I said, that's going to put her in a more defensive place. So it's good to have those conversations when you're calm. And maybe it's a once a week thing, you know, a once a week thing where um, you guys have a check-in with each other and you see how you're doing and you just say, hey, how about every Wednesday night we just check in and see how we're feeling in our relationship. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes on a Sunday, you know. Um, Sunday is probably better than midweek. 
my uh, I have a client who has like he's like this these Thursday sessions don't help my OCD. Can we please do Monday? <laughs> like, like yeah. So um so yeah, have a have a little check in just to see where you are with that. But I hope these these signs and these ways of dealing with manipulation really helped you at least become more aware of maybe what your current situation is and what you can do about it. I just always want you guys to feel like you have control over your life and over your situation and in your relationship. And it doesn't mean you are controlling. It means you have control over you. Because notice how all I talked about today had to do with your thoughts and your actions, not not forcing her to do something or telling her what to do. It was all about what you will allow and what you won't allow. And um, and how you'll go about, you know, living your life and reacting when you feel you're being manipulated or see that manipulation. So this is what I go over with my clients um, when we work together. It's it's always about, all right, what's your current situation in your relationship that you're unhappy with? And how can you be the best possible man in that relationship? And this is part of it. Being a real man is being a man who stands for himself, who sets boundaries, who is slow to anger. Um, one of my clients were working on slowness to anger for a, almost a year now, and he's improved so much um, in terms of his reaction to to that um, that anger right off the bat. He doesn't just react; he he pulls away and he thinks it through, and he's he's just calm now. He doesn't just go straight to feeling defensive or straight to anger. It's like okay, let me think about that. And if you're the type of person that feels like I, you can be a better man in your relationship, um, then I want to work with you. I want to talk with you. So if that's you, if you have any questions or struggle, challenges in your relationship, reach out to me. I'm going to leave the link below um, in the description and you could book a call and we'll see if we're a good fit to work together. And if not, I'll still provide you with some value and something you can move forward with. All right, guys. So that is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, Have an amazing morning, evening, or night wherever you are in the world, and I will talk to you soon.